Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, a podcast on the FX television series Fargo. I'm Bill, and I'm here with my buddy Sharpie, who's back in Colorado, no longer in Fargo. That's right. I'm in Denver, and we're both experiencing a nice storm. The Denver yeah. storm delayed my Fargo flight, spent a good eight hours in the Fargo airport. And if any of you have been there, you know how lovely an eight hours in the Hector International Airport can be. Mm. There's not even one restaurant. There's like five gates, though. Well, they're expanding. Get ready. Okay. Ooh. Well, I will say, Sharpie, it was a joy to uh, record in person with you last week. and uh, But same time, I'm glad you're back home safe and uh, had a nice time with your family. While you were up here. Yeah, it was it was a nice experience. Two big sweaty guys packed into your tiny office, recording a <laughs> podcast on your IKEA mom desk. <laughs> Nothing gets by you, does it? Nothing gets by <laughs> you. Everything. All the details. Look at how far we've come. I just can't wait till next year. Yeah. Yeah. Every year imagine. we just upgrade even... our whole setup a little bit. Just a little bit. We don't want to go too far though. Season five, episode seven. Linda. Linda. Coming in hot. You're listening to The Hot Dish on Fargo Talks Fargo. What did you think of this episode, Bill? Hey, Sharpie. First time caller, long time listener, Bill here from Fargo. Uh, hey, hey, Bill. What's on your mind? Boy, they, uh, Mama Munch, you know, let's just call her Irma. We know that's her name. Mm. I don't even know where to start, dude. I feel like we have to just, if you haven't listened, you know, don't worry. Spoilers abound here. So many things happen in this show. I feel like we got full blown, um, Dallas, not Dallas. No, Jr. When you know they shot Jr. That kind of thing. What was that show? Mm. Right? Was that Dallas? You're too. You're yeah. you're you're on the cusp of being too young. I'm way too young for Dallas, Bill. Yeah, sorry. Everyone else who's older will get that reference. I just didn't see that coming. That 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 that, that format. That format of what it was in many many different ways. Uh, classic Fargo universe to take us into the multiverse. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite episodes this season by far. Um, a lot of foreshadowing uh, within the show itself. It, it, we we start off at the Munch House. We go into that truck stop, which I believe was called Brace, and yes. you hear that "I'm Your Puppet" song right off the bat, and that little jingle stuck right in my head immediately. And I was not expecting it to be the entire theme of the show, so that was mm-hmm. crazy. It became a whole puppet-based show, and that whole ending with the actual marionette puppets was. Very much like other seasons where they kind of go off into sort of another format, whether it's a cartoon or, or a different um, a different universe of storytelling. So good. My favorite. Loved the puppets. The puppet show was brilliant. Whoever did that. Hats off. So fun to watch. Yeah, those technically, would they, they kept calling them puppets, but I feel like when you have strings like that, aren't they technically, you said marionettes. Those are, yeah. I think those are actually marionettes, but I mean, I know it's a form of, I'm, we're, we're, we're mincing words. I mean, a marionette is a type of puppet, just like in sync, no strings attached. Mm-hmm. Bye, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. Just to harken back to some things that I know we're going to touch in the full episode. They, they let us in to the episode, though, with a nice callback to some stuff. Scotty ripping pucks security roy did you catch though the tennis volley sounds going on Mm. yeah okay i have to dig it back up it's not there uh i think it was from the paradox of intermediate transactions is that the first time we see irma's house yeah it is because that's where that's where we switched to the snowing on halloween and the lady in the shopping cart but if you go back to that episode i'll look this up there, she is watching tennis on her screen, and it's just mm. this match playing in the ground. 
background, which is this constant volley. I, I have to believe that those are tied together. It's the only time this tennis stuff has really appeared so blatantly in the show are those two things. Two signs. So, like, we're going to go back, we'll re examine, we'll talk about it later this week. But just to put that little bug in your ear, I don't know if you caught it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I caught it, but I did not make that connection. So, well done, Bill. I w- what I was trying to figure out with Irma's house in the f- episode and why I gave up on it, and I very likely cut any mention it uh, out of our episode, is that I just couldn't tell on the television what episode it was and I couldn't hear enough of the commentary to know what match it was. Cause I'm sort of curious now. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to dig deep and hard for that one. Cool. I like it. I, I liked, I loved the, um, the ax slaying of mama Irma's boy. Yeah. That was great. Uh, very much akin to the, uh, Fargo Kevin, Kevin. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin's murder, very much a nod to the original movie Fargo. Yeah. When Stephen Buscemi's character gets the ax. Yeah. Well, the, very if- nice. He, he was kind of a dick, wanting a sandwich, being a... Oh, of course. We knew that guy was getting gone. And, and his his uh, words that I'm not going to repeat about how much meat he wants in his sandwich. I couldn't decide if when he got handed that roll of dough, if he was just going to let it go because Oli is such a, you pay for what you get, you get. But I just, there was something that went on that he just was like, nah, no thanks. I'm going to go get you. In my mind, he was going to let it go, but get it off of his dead body later and just let, leave Mama out of it. He didn't want Mama mm. to have to know that her son died, but maybe let her think that you know maybe her son was just such a dick that he never came back. Yeah, I, I have to admit, once Gator was back there later in the show, though, I was like, where's the blood in the yard? That I, Maybe mm. I couldn't just see it very well. It was dark. It was night. And I wondered how he got the, the Kevin back up there into the rocking chair, which, by the way, was a really nice touch. Very nice touch. Gator. Gator doesn't know it, but he's never going to get one over on Oli, at least not yet. Oli's on the hunt. He's setting traps, as with many characters, uh, and Gator took the bait. Speaking of Gator, we find his. We find out who his mom is, the first wife of Roy Tillman. Linda. Linda. Oof. What did Poor. you think of all the Lindas? That was kind I don't of know. I'm really digesting that still. I have some thoughts about it. I don't know if I want to share those yet. I, just, I don't want to say anything that's going to be too off-base or weird, but... I don't know. The the quick things, if we could just tidy our way back up. Uh, I caught the first thing I wrote was, I'm your puppet, big question marks. And then I thought, because the song is weird. Not weird, but you know what I mean? <clears throat> and I really got stuck on her. But I did notice that she was staring. In the middle of all those things was a chicken mm-hmm. piccata recipe Yeah, on the middle of that 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 board. And then eventually we find out that they're make, eating chicken piccata later in this world that, I don't know. Did it exist? Was it real? Was it real? Mm. When was the last time you had chicken piccata? Uh, never. Really? I do not like lemon and chicken. Wow. You yeah, don't like calm. lemon and chicken? A classic combination. This isn't everybody loves Raymond, and I think Deborah is a fine lady, but I don't want lemon chicken. Sorry, that's a... Uh, you're fine a, with the capers? I do not like capers either. do not like capers. Mm. They're kind of pickly. They're kind of gross is what you mean to say. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well... I have, I've also never had. I've also never had chicken piccata. Uh, but it, uh, every time I hear it or see it, hear of it or see it, I want it really badly. I think it sounds amazing. I love everything: chicken, lemon, butter, capers. Give it to me all in my mouth. I was trying to figure out what this 
you know, what they're trying to squeeze here, pun intended, out of the lemon chicken and the oranges in the basket that mm-hmm. Irma hits Gator over the head with. And I sure she's just got oranges and beer. Well, I kind of wondered, are the oranges for Oli? She's very mm. clearly got a diet of beer, but mm-hmm. maybe he lives there now. Maybe that was what he put on the grocery list for Irma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oranges and maybe some pancakes to somebody of his whatever he is. Maybe that's a delightful thing. Maybe he's a pirate trying to avoid scurvy. Nope, that's limes. It's so much, so much stuff. I don't know what to say just yet. I, I just, I was not expecting that wake up scene in the diner. And, and then, and I was like completely surprised by that, right? Uh, like, that one really got me. I hate that in, in television shows and movies when people wake up and it was all a dream. I mean, that's sort of like a freshman in film school joke, like cliche. It was mm-hmm. all a dream. Uh, so I'm going to have to digest that a little bit more. Um, I still loved the experience when we didn't know it was a dream. I loved the weird Boy Scouty Linda cult. Um, mm-hmm. It felt sort of like fried green tomato-y kind of thing. Maybe they're chopping up and eating their mm. uh, former abusers. I did have a second in between stopping the watch and coming here to record this with you where I thought, or was the fact that she came with her the dream maybe she was there and she just said no i'm not coming with you and then so you're you're already you're already jarred by this experience right you're jarred by the idea that that, that it didn't happen the way you thought or that maybe it was a dream and then she goes to go to her car and then you literally get blindsided again by a whole nother thing oh yeah just smacks in the face the whole episode amazing just fucking runaway semi bounces into another car slams into her Mm. And, and and the minute the minute though they said she was in the hospital and your husband's been here i was like oh shit it's roy <laughs> of course and do you think roy said his name was wayne i mean she agreed when she, when dot said oh my husband wayne's here and she's like yes oh okay i gotta i gotta catch that again I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying I, I, I think yeah, in, sure. my, in my, my brain, I was melting a little bit. When you saw Dot running across the field to that windmill, to, I, <laughs> I assume you were immediately getting flashbacks of um, not only season one, but the original movie. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, just flashing, flashing. Then that's what's so cool about this show is all of those scenes that are parallel to this one, like running after finding you know, the, the ice scraper in the snow and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all, all of the different references to that very scene throughout this TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good because you're just flashing through them like flip cards in your mind. And she's going up to that windmill. And obviously, you know, she's looking for something she buried. And uh, yeah, what was your first thought when you saw that? I just knew there was going to be something out there, but I knew it was going to be something completely different and not what I was expecting. And so the fact that it was under a, a piece of tin and some rocks and things, I. I thought, hmm. I uh, when they opened the scene, I was inverted completely because her car is on the left side of the road. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but I, even if I did that in the middle of the country, you know, so to speak, in the middle of you know, we've we've been out in the country a lot, you and I. I don't know if I would have parked my car on the other side of the road. I would have parked on the proper side mm-hmm. of the road and walked across. Because <laughs> uh. if you were driving the other direction down that road in the middle of nowhere and you came over that rise and you saw a car on that side of the road facing you, it would be like, oh, God, what's going on? That's true. That's <laughs> a good point. I do think a lot of people would pull over to the wrong side. Yeah. Or the other side, I should say. Yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I'm still I'm still a little shook up by the whole thing. I loved the little banter about the spiny anteaters and the platypus. 
mm. the animal built by a committee. Um, I loved, loved, loved the car for a car uh, <laughs> thing at Line Motors, which is kind of, uh, uh, may, or perhaps maybe a reference to Eye for an Eye, Code of yes. Hammurabi. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a pretty good tie-in there. Loved that. Um, again, loved the puppets. Uh, so I think the, the, the whole, the spiny anteater, the platypus, it's also a little bit of a Scotty's world of right. mixing and matching what you think is, mm-hmm. you know, the thing. You know, it's a mammal mm-hmm. that lays eggs. Uh, I think we definitely see, though, that Wayne is an incredibly sweet person. Mm-hmm. He, he may be a little messed up right now. I really like his character. I, I think it's easy for us to laugh at him. But I think the farther we get into the story, it's really nice to see what, a, what an interesting person he is. And how much he likes his loves his wife and his daughter, all the way down to the the book read that we'll talk about next week. Sure, and he brought in the theme that we kind of uh, ended our show last time with this theme of darkness hates light. Mm-hmm. Star um, Wars, and one <laughs> of my favorite quotes from him so far this season, uh, maybe in the series, "Until you go someplace, you can't come home." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a great line from Wayne. Yeah. Food for thought. We'll talk about it on the full wrap up. But also, uh, Dot says to Linda, "Why didn't you take us with you?" Let's let's talk about Gator and Dot and their what we the small view we get into their relationship later. But mm-hmm. it's just just goes to show that Dot's not looking out for herself all the time. Even even in this moment, she says, "Why didn't you take us? Not me, us." Right. Roy isn't only toxic to her, Roy is toxic to Gator. Yeah, we do find out that you know Dot and Gator were somewhat siblings with her being sort of the older sister and protector, mm-hmm. um, which we kind of expected. Sister mom. Ugh. Sister mom. I feel, like, I feel like this is the season I've went ugh, the most. <laughs> this is a big dose of hot dish. Maybe get a glass of water in between bites and uh, let's, mm. uh, let's rip this down uh, on Thursday and we'll put it out. All right. Real quick. Yes, sir. Is that a UFO on the painting in the hospital ro- wall in Dot's room? Let's not answer that. Was that a okay. paint? Was that also a, was that a painting of Kristen Rudrud in the background? Look for mm. that. Let's talk about it on Thursday. I saw her yesterday. You did yep. in the painting or no in Fargo? Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. All right. Later. Bye now.